everybody. to Soaring to New Heights, the podcast through the Office of Global Education here at Boston College. Today I'm here with Leslie Carranza Bonilla, who studied abroad in Greece. I'm super excited to talk. I don't, I don't think I've ever connected with a student who studied abroad in Greece, and I think it's a really interesting location. The only thing I really know about it is the photos on the amazing like beaches that everyone gets to see, but I'm sure you have more more to tell us about about your time there. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Leslie, to introduce yourself. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, as you said, my name is Leslie Carranza Bonilla. I'm a senior nursing student here at BC, and I went abroad to Greece my the spring semester of my junior year. Um, I'm from the Boston area, born and raised, but my family's from El Salvador. So this is, I've been to Europe before, but I've never made it to Greece. So I was super excited to go. Where, where had you been in Europe? Um, in high school, I went to Spain and Portugal, um, and then my sophomore year, I went to Copenhagen with BC for global public health class. Oh, so you've studied abroad twice? Yes. Oh, that was my trial run to see if I wanted to go abroad for uh-huh. the semester. Well, no, that's interesting, because the semester programs and the summer programs, I think, um, are, are different. There's a different experience between the two, and it's interesting you went to two uh, different locations. Um, I, what made you decide? First, you said it was your trial, right? Yeah. Right. So, what what made you decide to start off with a summer program first? Um. Honestly, I was bored, and uh-huh. I didn't want to start. Do, um. I hadn't gotten like for nursing students, you can start becoming like a certified nursing assistant after like your sophomore year. Yeah. So I wasn't at that point yet. I'm like, I need to do something this summer, yeah. but I didn't want to like fully work. So I was like, let me see if I can do a summer program because again, I started during COVID. Um like my freshman year so mm-hmm. that was the first time that was opening back up i was like get me out of the states yes so um i was like looking at the course offerings i'm like which one would i like um and they had one on like global public health in copenhagen because it's like the happiest place on earth they have mm-hmm. universal health care um and then there was another one in london and paris about like what's the money behind like the healthcare system and i'm not a money girl yeah. i do not do economics i'm sorry so i was like let me go to copenhagen when else am i gonna go to copenhagen i don't exactly. know anyone there I also understand your point about the money stuff because um, sometimes I look at the like CSOM students and I'm like, oh my god, I could never like look at an Excel sheet for that long. Like, I just it's just no way. No, stats was enough for me. Exactly, exactly. The the one class I needed uh, in undergrad, a math class I needed, and I was like, yeah, okay, I've I've done my time. But it's interesting. So you so you chose a a a public health focused class. You were a nursing major. What was did you find that the that the summer class um, before we, you know we try to talk about the, the semester? Did you find that that summer class was helpful to you in any way? Yeah, um, I think anytime you go abroad, the teachers are more relaxed, uh-huh. so they're teaching you the same content, but it's not like it's being thrown at you yeah. in the fourteen weeks that we're here, and it's so high pressure. I think I went with two professors. Um, and they just like had a blast. They brought their family and they were just showing us around. It was very chill. The class ma- courses, materials, we had like weekly assignments and exams, but it was never like 100% like this. You need to be dedicated to this. They wanted you to explore. And I think that's the same thing with any summer program. They want you to explore. A lot of them do field trips. Yeah. I know someone who none of their assignments were due until they were back in the States for a month. Mine was due while we were there, but it wasn't anything crazy. And that so it must have been in, influential enough for you to say okay yes I actually am 
going to do this for the full semester? Was it back to back or did you do it for uh, a summer and then wait a, a, a few more months before you went into the semester? So I did it the summer going into my junior year. Did I? I think so. And then I waited or no. Maybe I did it my freshman. Okay, one of the summers, and then I waited a full year. Uh, and then I did my application, so I, like, was able to do it. So there was some time in between. Oh. And, uh, yes, and, and that makes sense. And you, you th- how would you compare the going abroad for a semester versus a full, uh, a summer versus a full semester? I think when you go for just a few weeks in the summer, you're not fully immersed. Like, you're a tourist. I would say you're 100% mm. a tourist. You're just taking it. We, I didn't interact with any other, like, people from Copenhagen yeah. or anyone that was, like, from the area. I would see, like, professors teaching summer classes of that school occasionally. But the people in my class were all BC students. Yeah. All BC students. Then when I went abroad for the semester, I have other Greek students in my class, some Americans. But it's, like, you can't tell who's who. Mm-hmm. So you get the full experience there. I'm, like, shopping with, a like, a Greek auntie right next to yeah. me. And yeah. I'm, like, I don't know what you're asking for. Uh-huh. But I can pull out my translate. Exactly. So. Which uh, comes in handy a lot of times when you're abroad, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, no. I, you bring up a good point about how the summer programs are really focused on, like, a singular class. You know, there's a, a, a BC professor taking BC students abroad to talk about this, you know, this very specific subject, whereas a semester program... You know, you're enrolling in an institution. You're you're taking classes sometimes with uh, with students from that country, sometimes with other students, but still students who are studying abroad from different parts of the, the either the U.S. or the world. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in you know I sometimes I'll meet nursing students on campus and I'm like ah it's a little like difficult to go abroad or um, you know you know nursing students can't go abroad but you went abroad twice mm-hmm. what prompted you to think about incorporating study abroad in your experience here at BC so I love the nursing school they're great but I think there's a lack in like a global component mm-hmm. before your senior year mm-hmm. we don't have a language requirement which mm-hmm. baffles me mm-hmm. um, I come from a strong cultural background where I know like culture in the healthcare system does not look the same for everyone yeah. so I wanted to go away and see how the healthcare system looked or just how life looked for other people because going to college you can be like very narrow focused on american living Mm -hmm. and not look at the world as a whole and bc's like logo or saying of like a man or a woman for others Mm -hmm. i wanted to learn how to be a man and woman for others outside of a college campus yeah in another country and say more about about um, understanding that healthcare may look different for different people. What what does that mean? Well, we live in a or like there's always that conversation about like universal healthcare. Like, should yeah. we have it or should we not have it? And I think that was a question I was baffling like in my head. Like, what are the pros and cons? So I was like looking at Copenhagen, who has universal mm-hmm. healthcare. What are the pros and the cons? And going there and talking to people who like use it on a daily. You can't get that insight here in the U.S. Yeah. Because again, it's a public and a private sector. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at other countries, I'm going to South Africa in January. We were t- talking about um, like the healthcare system again. It's on like a different field where it's public and private. Yeah. But because there's so many like international people moving to South Africa, the private sector would be better compared than like the public sector because you have so much money going into the private sector. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started with that mentality, like what can I learn by going abroad that's going to benefit me as a nurse? Yeah. If I know other people 
um, in other parts of the world don't have the same access to healthcare or we don't offer the same access to healthcare in other countries, how can I best support them and like be culturally conscious of what's happening in everyday society? You bring up a really good point in that sometimes I think when we think about college, it becomes what in the classroom is going to get me to my next goal or the next level, whether that be a job or grad school or med school. Um, and what I what I feel like I'm getting from you is there is just part of growth that comes from life and living and talking to other people and, and, and observing because it doesn't seem like um, from what you're saying that although you're you're your Copenhagen program had a had a strong health component. Your Greece program didn't, um, but still there was a lot to be to be learned. Yeah, so I took no nursing classes uh-huh. while I was in Greece. Um, I just wanted a break from nursing. I'm like, this is gonna consume me for the rest of my life. And don't get me wrong, love being like a student uh-huh. nurse and everything. Uh-huh. But sometimes I just want to take a social media class and like yeah. have an easy class, something to be creative yeah. with. Um, I took a social problems class. Like, what are people from around the world saying? Like the like root causes and how we can fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I take? I took Greek because. I'm going to be in Greece. I might yeah. as well communicate yeah. with them. I took a history, like a modern European history and politics. I'm not a politics girly. Uh-huh. I'm not. But That's I was like, this saying. is the time to take it because I'm away. But what was that like, right? Because I, gosh, I couldn't tell you anything about Greek politics. You know, I, I, I you know, it's a completely different. It's, it, it's a, it's a very different part of the world in that I don't like, it's not directly in my face. Right. What, what was what was it like taking classes not only you know from uh, in, a, in, a, in a system that would have been different from from a, from our US system but like being inundated with information that you normally would not have access to or and that you would have to search for in the US yeah um it was interesting to learn like people's different like looks on life mm-hmm. and again like i'm not a history person mm-hmm. but being around people who are history like fanatics yes. oh i was going crazy i was like wow i never thought about that we were learning about the french revolution and uh-huh. there was someone from france and he was so like pro the revolution <laughs> i was like okay like that's you you do it that's and there was another we were talking about the ukraine um yeah. like the war in ukraine and none of my classes not like I'm again nursing, talking about this body system, right, right. but no one had acknowledged like this is what's happening. Like, is there any like input or like what are your thoughts and opinions on it? And the interesting thing about the way that the class was set up was we had our own individual final project of answering any question we really wanted, like hmm. just pose any question. And I think mine was our countries being like, are they protecting their rights? Or are they just being Islamophobic? Yeah. Because there's this big thing in Europe where they're trying to take, like, rights away from Muslim individuals or Mm -hmm. Arab individuals and saying that it's, like, protecting their individual country's rights. But I'm like, are you really saying that? Or are you just being, like, Islamophobic and afraid of what they'll do in your country? And I think, again, France is another valid example of them banning the hijab because they think it shows, like, women being oppressed. Nothing wrong if you, like, view that point. But then I'm trying to see, like, why exactly are you, like, have that mindset? And that was a question I was asked. And I'd never in my experience here at Boston College been able to, like, formulate my own question and find my own research and present it to a class on my own. And that's interesting to me to think about because what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that um, sometimes stepping away, you know, from what is familiar really forces you to think about things that that may not necessarily be as common. It's, It's what I particularly love about that example, as I think about that sometimes, too, as it relates to France, right, is that sometimes... You know, we have conversations with the same end goal, 
or we have motives with the same end goal, right? Protecting women's rights or hold, upholding social equity and go about it in completely different ways. And in, in some ways, opposing ways that, that may not necessarily, that, that I think your, to your point about sitting down, asking the questions um, and, and really researching and, and thinking through a process is, is really beneficial, really helpful, right? Because I, I don't know, um, I don't know how often we, we get those, those experiences. I'm interested because you mentioned you had been to Europe before, but Greece is a little different, right? I mean, it's not, a, you know, when when a person says they go to Europe, I think we often think of like England, to your point, sometimes Spain, France. What was the transition like from BC to Athens? Mm, I think the first couple of days I had it easy just because the university sets it up where they pick you up at the airport, hmm. um, they bring you to your dorms. The dorms we were living in are all international students, like near the um, near the university. Traditionally, mm-hmm. people don't um, like live on a college campus. That's a very like American thing. Yeah. Um, so I was very privileged to be close enough to like dorm there. Um, then they gave us a tour of the like university, but the campus is like not huge like BC, but there's like one or two buildings on like to the left side of the building near like the gym and stuff and then you got to walk up i swear it's like the worst stairs i've ever taken in the world you <laughs> worse think than, worse, worse than, than the million dollar stairs oh there's gosh. no elevator the one thing the american college of greece i would not say is like disability friendly mm. at all it's not accessible it's all yeah. it's all like um stairs one girl she like broke her ankle like right in front of me oh, and i no. had to like help her and i remember she had to fly home because she's like i just can't after yeah. having the surgery be on campus yeah. um but no after that was like further into my experience i was like what is happening um but the first couple of days were fine they had mixers it was oh. so cute like meeting the international students then the first day of school i'm like okay this is where it gets real but uh-huh. it still felt like a simulation because i'm like I see the Americans and I see some Greeks, but it's not until you're sitting in class and you're having to introduce yourself to people that you realize who's who. And I think the Greeks had like told me, or I made a couple of friends and they're like, you can tell easily who's an American Uh when you're on campus. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, can they tell? (laughs) (laughs) Can they tell with me? 100% they could. I would like put my headphones in and just walk. Yeah. And that's not common for them. They like to have quality conversations. Like if they see you stop you and like talk to a stranger or anything. Their way of living is very like connection based. And I easily like with a couple of weeks like into the semester I had to change that. Yeah. Like I couldn't be like on my headphones just ignoring people heading to class. And you mentioned something too. You were like, oh the the process of of making friends. What does that look like? Because I you know I think about that sometimes in and, you know, in the U.S., you kind of just get thrown into, like, you live with this person now, or, you know, so I guess we're going to get dinner, or this person's in your hall, or we have these student organizations, but everywhere doesn't function the same way. What was it like making connections with people um, while you were abroad? I'm, I'm assuming you said, you know, these are also international students, so some of them may be from completely other separate countries outside of Greece. Yeah, um, I think classrooms are where you make the most friends, mm. but also... When again with the mixers, I was able. Luckily, the people that I was the closest with, I met, and this is like straight up a movie. Like as soon as I landed in Greece, <laughs> like I talked to them. Like Jordan and Carly are still like the people I talk to like on a regular, or like every single day. Like uh-huh. I would talk to them in Greece. But where'd you meet them? 
literally at the airport i was picking up my bags oh my and then there, we were like all in a little huddle like oh we're going to to your dorm uh-huh. and i'm like oh my god i love your bag <laughs> that's the one thing for me is like if i can't find a conversation starter i'll compliment your outfit just to see like if we can continue the conversation um and then a couple of days prior once they made friends i made friends with their friends mm. so thankful to them i would have still made a couple of friends but um they were like you just find one like the people who are very talkative you know they're gonna make friends and i knew i wasn't the most talkative person so i would stay close to jordan like jordan just like make our friends (laughs) (laughs) so then that's how i made a lot of the friends um i think it's also when you go abroad i know on campus being at a pwi you meet the poc when you're abroad oh there's like a radar like you find (laughs) each other anywhere so a lot of my friends ended up being like people of color from Uh the states um but it was also once I got into, like, my rooms, like, the most friends I made was, like, in my English class. Just because the people, again, are very talkative. Yeah. Um, and it was just, like, just starting conversations. Like, she was like, oh, you're from the States. Like, I have a couple friends there or I have family there. A lot of people have family there. When I would go mm. into Athens and, like, into the little markets, the person's like, I love the USA. <laughs> I, like, talk to me. I love it. Like, it was the most out-of-body experience. He's like, look, I have a card from every single state. Oh my I was gosh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> but they're just, like, they're so willing to talk to you. You just have to put yourself out there. And uh, so you mentioned something I'm interested in about um, – like, yes, we have this experience, I say we, the people of color, right, of going to school um, in the United States at, at most institutions are, are, are PWI, um, but, like, globally, that's not a concept that exists. Oh, you know, you're, like, in the, the these, you know, they, the, there's the United States, for all that we talk about in, like, racial and ethnic stratific- stratification, is a super diverse country. Um, compared to many other countries across the the globe what was your experience like um, being a person of color who attends a PWI but experiencing a separate environment um, in in Athens I think because I'm a lighter skinned Hispanic I Mm -hmm. kind of had it a little easier than other Mm -hmm. people who um, were like darker skinned because I would walk and again I think there was an interesting, in, interesting like event where I was walking with my friends from studying for like midterms. Mm-hmm. We're walking like by a nail studio. We're like, "Oh, this is new!" Like once you like stay in a place for so long, you know when they open shops uh-huh. up. So we're like, "There's a new nail studio." So we're standing out there like seeing like, "Oh, maybe we can ask them like how much their prices are." And then the people come out and we're trying to like communicate. I don't yeah. think they speak that much English, but she's like asking my friend like, "Oh, how do you wash your hair?" Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, we like look at each other. I'm like. Jordan go answer like how do you wash your hair <laughs> she's like um just like you yeah, but, soap yeah. but then I like realized in that moment like no one in Greece would ask me that because like, again I share features similar yeah. to them they would obviously like if I went to get sushi they'd be like where are you from uh-huh. I'm like the states they're like no where are you from <laughs> and I was like oh my friend was from El Salvador they're like oh but when I say like Central America they think Mexico all like automatically uh, they yeah. would be like I love Mexico <laughs> I'm like, that's so valid. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Mexicans do as well. I'm, sh- I'm so sure. I love the Mexican culture. <laughs> but again, a couple countries down. Uh-huh. So, but again, I have to put myself in that perspective. They know Europe more than I do. Yeah. You could, they would name the countries and I'd be like, yeah, in Europe. Exactly. Somewhere there. Exactly. I know my Central American countries very well. Yeah. But it's, again, two separate, like, parts of the world. Well, context matters. So I, I couldn't really, like, be mad at them or be mad at myself for that. But it's also, like, who are they around? They're, again, again, around a lot of Greeks. Yeah. They're not seeing the diversity that we see here on a daily. Yeah. So they're wanting to know things, not out of, like, malintent. It's just out of curiosity. Like, this yeah. is the first time they're seeing people. Yeah. Um, 
So it was just interesting to see those like circumstances happen. I love this point because um, I, I I don't remember if I told you I used to live in Indonesia and um, there were a lot of things that I think that we struggled with on a variety of levels that really came down to why would someone on the other side of the world know this about you? You know, like why would a person? And to your point. Yeah, there are countries, someone was like, where is Croatia? You know, I don't, I, you know, I just know it's in Europe. I could not point it out on a map. But, uh, but, uh, but, but what I have a higher likelihood of mapping out countries in Central America and South America, yeah. Uh, just because it's, it, I, I meet people from these mm-hmm. places, you know, I'm closer to these places. Um, and, and I think that you point out a, a really interesting point about uh, sometimes, you know, uh, yeah malintent versus just general like life knowledge mm-hmm. and sometimes that that um that that may not be a factor that we're considering now i hear that you're you know you're, you're saying like oh it was a shift going to greece but what was what was um like the the cultural shift like are there things in greece that maybe uh or particularly athens where you studied abroad um where you were like oh this is this is new yeah um i think the quality people spend with each other when you're on campus it kind of feels like oh my god i want to catch up with you and you never catch up with that individual Mm. i tell someone like oh my god i want to hang out with you okay let's plan the date now (laughs) so they're like more on it than like anyone else like Uh i've ever met so i was Uh like it can kind of feel overwhelming like they're getting like so strong onto you but that's just how they are um so i would like meet them like right after class and when they say grab coffee don't think it's gonna be 15 minutes (laughs) it's an hour minimum (laughs) you're going there for like two hours like Uh they'll be late they don't care and especially (laughs) also like if they tell you like oh i'm arriving at this time don't leave (laughs) right on time like be there like 15 minutes late Uh that's on time even then i mean that actually was not great they just enjoy yeah no like when you're getting ready and you're like rushing no they're not rushing they're taking their quality time Uh um and and everyone calls it like greek time but it's just like they're enjoying their time and they don't want to feel rushed because when Mm. you do something rushed you don't see the value in it yeah and that's how it can feel talking to individuals it's like you're just trying to catch up like oh my god so how are you what's your major yeah like what do you do for a living and then you're done and then you like if you see some qualities you like in a person then you continue the conversation but in greece it's knowing everyone as a whole and then judging if you want to like continue that conversation which is a complete shock to me because i'm like i don't know what to do how do i reach out to these people but they'll reach out to you half of the time interesting you know you mentioned something that was interested in Uh, do you find or did you find your major in the u.s it's almost like i mean it's an identity within itself that like really like controls how you navigate throughout campus did you find that um, at the, the American University of Greece that that was the case that people really identify with their major in the same way I would say no I think it's more common to have like a major and a minor that are completely different huh. so I would have my friend like Aliki she was like the smartest person I've ever met she was like like English literature and like film which are like somewhat correlated yeah. but like performing it was what she was interested in hmm. so you're like oh but it wasn't anything like this is my major and this is what i stand for like this is what you're gonna know me by like the seesaw boys you just know like yeah. a seesaw boy from but, anywhere but, but that's the, the, that's the point that i'm making right that you know people people on campus would be like like uh, you know oh yeah there's these seesaw guys or seesaw bros it's there's an idea there's like an, an entire social categorization of people on campus just based on their major at bc um, and I, I, I don't know if that exists in the same way around the world. 
I think no. From what I saw, no. Like I would definitely see like CSOM boys like from other states in America. Oh, I could easily tell you which one was a CSOM boy. Interesting. I think it's a U.S. thing. But when I was sitting in my social media class, you could kind of like tell who was going for business. Yeah. But it's because their family owned a business and they were going to keep it going. Mm. So it's like that's not necessarily like they're like trait in life is like finance this finance this like i want to like do all of this like i building us an entire social identity based on their major no like they would dress up the same way as me and they would like ask me like how my day was going they were very much like approachable and talking about like any other things very interesting i'm also interested so uh i know that you received a scholarship to go abroad um and i know that scholarships can be competitive it can be time consuming what was your process like looking for um for, for scholarships in in the intent to go abroad? Yeah, um, I think for me, I, I'm always scared of applying for scholarships that take up a lot of time because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be tired by the end of this mm-hmm. and then you're not going to see who I really am. Um, so both times I went abroad, I did get a scholarship mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for those. But they were questions where it's like, why is this going to benefit you in the future? Like, yeah. why should we give you this money? Yeah. And I think that's the question everyone should be asking. Like, why do you need this opportunity and why, mm. what would this money do for you? And again, I said like, in my, I think it was three questions they asked you on like the mm-hmm. OGE portal mm-hmm. and one of them I said like this is the first time in my life where I'm going to be able to take classes in any academic concentration yeah. N- and then to put that with going abroad in a different like cultural environment you're already like putting me on a track to like road the most and I like looking back if I hadn't gone abroad I don't think I would have grown as much as I did because when you're on campus again it feels so small and you like just I'm just learning this for the exam no when you're over there you're learning it for like a reason like how are you going to implement this into your daily life so I was looking for scholarships that were asking me that question and with the the low scholarship that I got It was another like why do you need this and i think that's the valid point and they look again at like your financial aid so it's like what students would normally not have this opportunity that should have this opportunity yeah and my friend recently told me because i was like oh my god should i keep going abroad should i not like i feel bad like i'm going abroad so much she's like if a white person right next to you they would not feel the same way Mm -hmm. they'd be like oh i'm just going Mm -hmm. and i'm like you bring up a valid point where it's like people of color and low economic people they're just like you want to feel bad when you have a good opportunity presented it's not like oh, I shouldn't do this. It's like, oh my God, someone else could like use this. But yeah. it's like, use it. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Like, go for it. Don't limit yourself. And those are the scholarships, again, that I've been um, very thankful and grateful to get that yeah. allowed this opportunity for me to go abroad so often. I think you bring up such a valid point about thinking about, um, uh, you know, people particularly from underrepresented backgrounds using resources. Because I, I remember I had a conversation once. Um, I was like, um, about to apply for a job, I think, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm not qualified." And um, uh, this woman uh, who was like looking over, looking over my resume, uh, was like, "You would be astounded at what your peers are doing, <laughs> at the, the type of stuff that they are applying for, qualified or not." Um, and um, and I took that to heart because I and I I came to the conclusion for myself, and I said I, I, this is something I tell my friend all the time. It is not your job to tell yourself no. It's somebody else's job to tell you no. And if they tell you no, they tell you no. You know, if you don't get a job, if you don't get a reward, if you, uh, a scholarship or a fellowship, you know, the, your your life isn't ending, right? But it isn't your job to tell you that you can't get it. And I think that that has been. Um, really something that I've thought about a lot because I, I because I think it, it there is this like sense of like 
oh no, I shouldn't do it, or maybe somebody else could use. It. But then if someone else could use it, then they would tell, they would say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it to someone else. I think something I learned that I would love to tell like my high school self, like mm-hmm. applying for colleges and stuff, it's. Um, rejection is redirection. That's mm-hmm. literally the mm-hmm. mentality you have to go with. If mm-hmm. they want to say yes, they'll say yes. If not, someone else is going to, something's going to happen for you. Yeah. The time won't, doesn't have to be right right now, but it will be right eventually. Yeah. So just shoot for those scholarships. The worst they can say is no. I'm interested though in, um, you're like local, local, right? Oh, yeah. Not just like Boston local, but like down the street yeah. local. I'm, I'm really close, like really close. Exactly. What, uh, what has it been like for you and your family considering that you, are like I'm trying to get out of here right as much as possible I think it's a unique like experience because my sisters went to college but didn't finish so Mm -hmm. I'm the first in my family who's going to graduate from college so when I was like I want a dorm at BC I don't think my mother like looked at it like oh my god why are you not staying home she was just like if it's financially possible you do it because she also works at bentley university Uh, but she's like the cooking staff uh, so she doesn't interact with them on that level of like classes but she interacts with them on like an everyday conversation level so she knows what it's like and like the stresses that they can like present when they're ordering food so she was like I'd rather you be on, like, a campus and have, like, the library open to you 24-7 on, like, a finals week than you be at home, like, miserable because she works late hours, so I'd be home alone. And I tell everyone this. I hate being home alone. Like, yeah. I will go and see her. Like, I just take the train ride a couple stops and I'm uh-huh. home. Um, but I'll do that to see her. But with my sisters, they're so much older than me. They're eight and ten years apart from me. They were also, like, very encouraging. Like, you go live on a campus. They didn't have the experience. They were like, somebody in the family has to. <laughs> like, they got to do it. reaction to you saying, I'm going to Broadway? And, and I'm going abroad again. Oh, it sounds like you're going abroad again, again. <laughs> yeah, no. My, um, luckily, my mom, she's been very like encouraging. Um, she's like, again, she tells me like, if not you, then who? We didn't have these opportunities. Mm-hmm. My mom crossed the border because of a civil war. Mm-hmm. Like that was, this was me going abroad. She never had that thought in her head. Right. So she's like, if I can give my child that, you go. She's like, we'll we'll help you however yeah. we can. So I haven't met any resistance. I think it's. They're like, are you going to get homesick? Like, mm-hmm. we won't be able to visit you. And I'm like, it's okay. We face them every day. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. And again, it was when I was over there, I did get a bit homesick. Yeah. But it's like, I'm like having an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Of, I can't like blame myself for being homesick. But I also can't like dwell in this moment because then I'm missing out on another opportunity like around the corner. Exactly. I think about that because I'm always like, when, when the, the first time I, I went, I studied abroad. I studied abroad in college in Spain. And, um, I was like, I don't think my mama has any idea what's going on. I think she's just like, I was like, oh, I got to get a visa. I got to go to this place. I got to do all this stuff. And I just feel like my mom's like, okay, okay, well. I don't even think my mom knows, like, where on the map Greece is. Right. But but it's it's interesting to think about um, the the different type of experiences that we have in life and, and what that might look like and this type of support. Yeah, uh, that that we get in that process. No, I've been so like blessed with the family I have, where they're so supportive and they just want me to grow. They know that they weren't handed those opportunities, so the fact that I'm like working hard and being like given these opportunities, they're like, yes, take it. Ah, I love that so much. I love that we were able to have this conversation, Leslie, because I think that um, uh, one, I, I like I said, I didn't, I never get to talk. Um, I haven't been able to talk to a student who who's come back from Greece. Um, but I think that you have a really unique experience and a really interesting experience uh, in your times going abroad. About just one last question for you. What was the thing, the moment, you know, that you couldn't stop talking about when you came back or the, the story that you are always sharing? 
Um, what 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 would you say was the highlight of your your time abroad? I think my highlight for the Greeks they have their Easter break is two weeks. Uh-huh. When I heard I had two oh, weeks off wow. from school, uh-huh. I said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, so it was those trips I would take, but not outside of Greece. Yes, I took advantage of the islands. Yes, so people when they go abroad. And I, I'm guilty for this. I travel to other countries. I was like, boom, bah, mm-hmm, bah. Mm-hmm. When you use Skyscanner and the ticket prices are 60 mm-hmm. bucks, oh, you, I'm packing my bag now and I'm yes. leaving. But then I was like, no, I have to like fully get the experience and see these islands. Of course, I did Mykonos and Santorini, but mm-hmm. it's like the other islands like Eos, Paros, that everyone mm-hmm. loves that aren't as like publicized in the media. Yeah. So it was those trips of like waking up at like five in the morning to get a 7 a.m flight to saint Torini. Uh-huh. we're still in mykonos we drank a lot of wine we shouldn't uh-huh. be like we shouldn't have drank and we're just like overly it's like packing it's the chaos uh-huh. when you're like making memories that i continuously talk about i i, I love that because uh, one i really just use this podcast as a way to facilitate all my future endeavors but two um but uh, no i you know i remember going abroad and i just remember there are things that when you come back you're like there will never be a time where I get to live this life again. And I think that's why I find uh, study abroad uh, such a fascinating experience that students get to participate in. That's why I went abroad so much. When else am I going to have the opportunity to take the classes abroad? Exactly. It's, of course, it's still my money. But then it's going to be like with the scholarships. It's like someone's giving me money. When else is someone in their right mind going to just give me money when I'm working a full-time job? Yes. No one. Yes. So I was like, let me take this opportunity now. Oh, I love it. And I miss it. I'm really happy we were able to connect today, uh, Leslie. I loved hearing about uh, your experience, and I'm, I'm really excited um, to, to see where you're able to use that over the course of your time here at BC and in the future. As always, I want to thank our listeners to tuning in, hearing about Le- Leslie's experience, and as always, have a great day.